What is up, everybody? We're back. It's week 17. And guess what? It was a hellish weekend, a hellish Christmas weekend for yours truly, and even for our bets. Down a few units. Uh, the whole family was sick, COVID positive, RSV positive. I lost my taste. But hey, it's Wednesday, December 27th. We're getting ready for week 17. My taste is back. Hallelujah. Let's go. Oh, my goodness, boys and girls. It was one for the history books this weekend. My goodness. I got sick last week, then my daughter got sick. She tested positive for RSV, which if you don't know what RSV is, you will find out once you have kids. Respiratory virus, it sucks. It's phlegmy. It just sucks. Everybody tested negative for COVID. And then all of a sudden, Saturday, Sunday, I, I, I realized that I lost my taste. I lost my smell. I test positive for COVID. The wife tests positive for COVID. My father-in-law tests positive for COVID. Somehow the baby did not test positive for COVID and still hasn't, thank God. But as of today, Wednesday, December 27th, I am bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I am full of life. Why is that? Because my taste, my smell is back. That's all this big bitch needs to get in a good mood. I'm definitely starting to feel a lot better. The voice is still a little shaky, still a little stuffy, as you can hear. Um, week 16 was unsurprisingly clunky. You know, when you have a crazy week like that, it's tough to be in the right mindset. Although we surely got, I mean, I felt like we we got unfortunate in a, in a few ways. I mean, I had a three-unit play in the Eagles who... Who, you know, Jalen Hurts throws the ball to the Giants, pick six, keep on making mistakes, let the Giants stay in that game. Fucking Tommy DeVito gets 25 points on Philly at home in Philly. Get the fuck out of here. So I thought that should have been a cover. Uh, the, the Bears and Cardinals, I had over 43. They score like, what, 28 points in the first half game or like 30, I think, or more. I don't know, something like that. Game ends at 43, so we don't win that bet. It was just one of those weeks where shit like that kept happening. And, you know, it would have been like a plus five, six unit week if those bets hit alone. Uh, but that's okay, right? This, this is the NFL. And that's what I talked about last week to open the show. The NFL is crazy. And you have boys and girls out there who think that they're elite and that they can always win every single week. It's going to get you. Like, we, we've had a great year. We're still 60% against the spread, right, and, and spread bets. Like, I'm picking sides. We're 60%. That's what we're most proud of. But some of these other bets, these, these money line plays, we played Dallas last week. They let us down. So we just had some letdowns and teasers and parlays, money line plays. But uh, overall, still feeling very confident, still very much in the black. We're plus nine units or so in the season. And we are expecting to elevate that significantly as as the the George Bailey in us comes out, uh, appreciating life, appreciating food, appreciating drink, appreciating not being constantly clogged up and feverish and coughing. So um, not not a Christmas that I'll 
particularly be fond of in my memory, but at least uh, we made it through. Everybody's getting better, and and here we are. It is week 17 in the NFL. Appreciate all of you bearing with me. Appreciate all my loyal followers and listeners to this podcast every week. Uh, just just know that, how, how grateful I am for you this year. This is our 53rd episode of Laying the Points. Um, so that means almost every week, well, that would mean that we've had a podcast every week, which I know isn't true. We skipped a few, but I guess we did a few more because we skipped a few weeks. But um, averaged one podcast a week all year, and we have you to thank for your support, for your listenership. Follow me at FarleyBets on Twitter. Uh, catch me on the BetUS NBA show on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 12 Eastern. And always find my free picks over there at sportswagers.ca, where Sherwood and I partner up to give you our best effort. We won in the NBA last night. Another win, up five units and free picks in the NBA at sportswagers.ca. And of course, we continue to deliver in the NFL every single weekend as well. Check out our records. Check out our write-ups every single week over there at sportswagers.ca. Okay, week 17. We're going to breeze through this. As you know, since we're just recently recovering, we got a lot to catch up on. But as usual, it's a 16-game slate as we get to the end, end of this season. Uh, playoff implications on the line. Some teams fighting for or players fighting for their contracts and careers. Things to consider in that regard. So let's get right to it. Jets and Browns tomorrow night, Thursday night football, recording this at 11 a.m. on Wednesday and, and looking at DraftKings lines because they're, they're usually a good middle between the squares and the sharps uh, as far as I can tell. Jets are plus seven and a half. Um, you know, Jets uh, looked a lot better last week behind Trevor Simeon. You know, that defense, I mean, Sauce Gardner, in that pass defense, but especially Sauce Garner, that man is the truth. Like you see some of his stats come out. He he is uh he's been sensational, right? And and now they're going against Flacco and the Browns, who perception couldn't be higher on Joe Flacco now, right? We're seeing all the media and social media reporting and enjoying his run right now and what his averages would be if he played a full season with the Browns, something like fifty five hundred yards and you know, like 50 touchdowns, something like that. Definitely enjoying himself as a Cleveland Brown. But this game here, I mean, obviously it's a short week. It's in Cleveland where we've seen a lot of low totals. And we see a competition here, uh, if nothing else, between two top-tier defenses trying to prove which one is better. I think the Browns are better, especially at home. But uh, I, I expect Flacco to maybe have a little fluke go. You know, have a little stumble here eventually, uh, you know, for the Browns. I mean, let's see some of their most recent defenses. They play Texans, whatever, Bears. Bears can be good defensively. They were pretty good against the Browns. Browns only scored 20 points, but they win there. Uh, you know, Jaguars put up 27 on the Browns at home. The Rams put up 36 in a win on the Browns. Of course, the Browns defense is, is different on the road, but when you look at some of the defenses that Flacco has faced, Rams, Jaguars, Bears, Texans, pretty good, you know, like I would say as a, a combination, you know, about like an average grade of defenses. But now they're going to face a pretty damn good defense. 
and it's in Cleveland where there's going to be wind, it's going to be cold, blah, blah, at night. This is probably a low-scoring game, as the total indicates. I'm not going to take under 35, but I imagine it's low-scoring. Number's probably right. I mean, I'd probably have it around 37 or so, so maybe slight value on the over, but I'm not touching that on a Thursday night. Um, but I would have to lean Jets. Seven and a half is a lot of points. Browns are being treated like one of the elites here, which I know Flacco has brought a different element for them, but he, he's due for a little regression here eventually, and he hasn't faced a defense as good as the Jets. The Saturday game is a big game, the Lions and Cowboys. Now, the narrative that a lot of people were talking about as soon as this line came out, right, is that Lions have now earned the NFC North crown, right? They are the kings of the North for the first time in a long time, I think like 30 years or something, uh, 20 years, 30 years, something like that. You know, Regardless, it's a big deal for the Lions. And we saw the way that the Lions were celebrating as they should. But when you have a big emotional win in a game against the Vikings, where the Vikings, you know, Nick Mullins threw four interceptions, the Vikings defense was playing pretty damn good. It's a really good Vikings defense, but, you know, they gave the Lions a bunch of short fields. Lions control time of possession, 39 to 21, ran it hard on Minnesota. Um, a good job by the Lions, but I wouldn't say it was like all impressive Lions football that is the reason why they won that game and now the Lions are the kings of the north and they go to Dallas to face a Dallas team that's off two straight losses uh really struggling on the road they're back at home where they've been impregnable perfect almost perfect right like except for that game against the Seahawks they smashed everybody at home and the Cowboys need to get back on track as as Philly runs away with the NFC East now uh, as Philly now has a shot at the number one seed since San Francisco lost last week. So Dallas is now feeling on the outside looking in. They're six-point favorites for a reason because I think, you know, the market, we we all just expect them to take care of business here. I'm not going to jump all over it. I'm not going to jump in the Cowboys to cover a six. When the Lions now, in case you guys don't know, you look at the playoff picture, the Lions are technically in third place in the NFC tied with Philly and San Francisco at 11 and four. Now it's, it's unlikely that San Francisco or Philly will lose again, in my opinion, but these lines have a shot outside shot at the number one seed. Cowboys have to start questioning themselves now after the way they've looked the past two weeks, how they've sputtered offensively on both sides of the ball, really. And, you know, Detroit is a good team. And Detroit's a team that's feeling good about themselves. So I think it would be easy to be like Dallas minus six. Maybe you take them in a teaser. But I'm not jumping on the minus six. I'd lean Lions. And I would also lean to the over in this one. 53 and a half is a lot of points. But we know Dallas goes crazy at home. And, of course, the Lions can score points too. 49ers and Commanders. What do you want me to say about this one? I mean, 49ers are... 13 and a half point favorites. Total is at 50 and a half. Um, it is what it is. I mean, uh, you know, San Francisco's on the road and they have to find themselves now after that pretty embarrassing loss against the Ravens, only putting up 19 points, four interceptions from Brock Purdy, who now has that stinger to work through. 
I don't know about this one, guys. Washington kind of feisty. Uh, Washington almost came back and beat the Jets last week. Good effort there by their offense to come back as the Jets kind of f- fell asleep. 13 and a half points is kind of a lot of points. I'm not going to touch this one, but I don't know, man. 49ers are, are motivated to keep the number one seed, but it's not a great spot, you know? Like off that loss, off that disappointment on the road across the country. Mm. They're going to win. Are they going to cover? I'm not not so sure. Total's a little high, too, uh, considering how many points the Ravens scored 33 on the on the Ravens last week. And, you know, you got to think that the San Francisco defense is out for some blood this week. Speaking of those Ravens, Ravens are unquestionably an elite team in the league. I mean, you can't go into San Francisco and beat the 49ers the way they did, the way their defense played, especially, right? Especially, especially. That's my stuffiness talking. Their defense has been sensational. Kyle Hamilton has been flying around everywhere. Uh, You know, the defensive line is getting to the quarterback. They're corrupting the flow of every offense they face. Just hard-nosed, you know, smack-you-in-the-mouth kind of football. And a lot of teams can't handle that. Now, the Dolphins can kind of say the same thing, though. Their defense has really stepped up the last few weeks. They played a near-perfect game against the Jets. And then defense made some really great plays, great stops against the Cowboys last week. And, of course, their offense is, is there, right? It can always do enough. Tyree came back and made some great plays last week, really game-ending plays against the Cowboys there in the fourth quarter where they just couldn't stop him and his speed as the Miami offense was completely centered around what he was doing, right? And that's that's the way to go. If you're Mike McDaniel, use Tyreek. But now this is the battle for the number one seed in the AFC, so to speak, right? Because if the Bills, I'm sorry, if the Dolphins win out and they beat the Ravens this weekend, then it's the Dolphins that take the number one seed in the AFC, that's impressive. Uh, I don't think a lot of people would have expected that, especially with how good the Ravens are playing. Like, the fact that the Dolphins even have a shot to take this from Baltimore is crazy. Baltimore, too, man. I mean, they're as high on themselves as they can be. Coming back across the country for, what, five days? Five days to get ready for this game. Five, five or so days. Quick turnaround for his early Sunday game. Of course, they're at home, but three and a half. My Ravens compadres are going to hate me on this, but I have to lean Dolphins because we're getting the hook there and probably going to be a close game. Two teams fighting as hard as possible. I'll save my voice with this next one because I don't think there's a shot in hell that the Bills are going to let the Patriots even come close to beating them in this game. And maybe maybe I'm overlooking something here. Maybe the Patriots off that big win, right? I mean, they pulled it off last week. Bailey Zappi getting it done on the road against the Broncos as seven-point underdogs. Four people in Circus Survivor had the Broncos. I think there's like seven people left uh, or like eight eight people left. and Maybe it's nine. I don't fucking know. But four or five people had the Broncos eliminated because of that loss last week, even though they almost came back. Patriots got, you know, kind of a big seminal moment again for Bill Belichick. But now they have to go to Buffalo. Buffalo survived last week in a dangerous game at L.A. 
familiar foe at Orchard Park. 12-point favorites. I think they're 12-point favorites for a good reason, and it could be higher. Only way I can look is Buffalo. Cardinals and the Eagles. Eagles 11-point favorites at home. Now, I don't trust the Eagles. I mean, four straight non-covers from Philly by an average of over 10 points of margin that they're not covering in the last four games. Of course, the Cardinals are a drop in talent compared to what they're used to recently. But the Cardinals fought hard against the Bears last week. Bears just ran all over them. Of course, Philly could run all over them too. But nobody's intimidated by Philly right now, right? And something we said to start the season, our teams are going to play their best football against Philly this year, who now has a target on their back as last year's NFC champion. And we're seeing that, right? Giants played them hard. Pick six, they stay in that game. I think the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, again, still fighting for his contracts and career, could just hang around in this one. Even if they're down by 17, they have a chance to get a backdoor cover at Philly. No team is intimidated by the Philly defense right now. That's just they're allowing a ton of points. They're allowing teams to move the ball. Uh, you know, lean over and lean Cardinals in this one. Just just no trust for me in, in Philly right now who, you know, Jalen Hurts is in the media. Uh, there's some dissent, apparently, or some uh, fighting words between him and the fans going on during the game. Fans telling the Eagles just to run the ball. They don't trust Hurts as much. I mean, he, he, he's he been throwing the ball poorly. Just is what it is, right? So um, I don't really trust Jalen Hurts in Philly right now either, especially don't trust that defense. 11 points is a lot. Cardinals looking for that seminal moment for themselves to end the season. Cardinals plus 11 is how I would lean there. Rams at Giants. Ugh. You know, Giants play hard, and their defense plays hard, and they're hanging in games. But the Rams are one of the hottest teams in the NFL, if not the hottest team in the NFL right now. Who wants to face them in the NFC playoffs? Matthew Stafford is still proving he's a top-five quarterback in this league, maybe top three, the way he's been playing. Winning every week, willing their team. Um even though they're on the road, like the Giants could, I guess, have a you know season-ending moment here. But Rams are taking care of business, guys. And I don't know if I expect anything to change here. The only game where they haven't won recently, right? They've won five out of their last six, lost in overtime against the Ravens in Baltimore. Almost won that game. So they're showing up every week. This is Sean McVay, right? This is Stafford, Aaron Donald, guys who have been to the big dance. They've been to the hardest moments. They know what to do. Lean Rams. Saints and Buccaneers. Man, Saints, three-point underdogs on the road. Buccaneers now have won a few in a row. And you just got to give credit, right, to Baker Mayfield as Tampa Bay team. I didn't take them last week. Kind of uh, underestimated how well they would play. But they took care of business big time against Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, who you know, that's another story, but yikes. Things not looking good there in Jacksonville. Things looking real good for Tampa. Baker Mayfield, another clean game, two touchdowns, well over 65% completion percentage, eight yards of pass against the Jaguars. He's just kind of shredding teams right now. You know, Saints, a good a good pass defense there. Do the Saints have, um, you know, it, in their last game, of course, the Saints lost at home against the same team. Bucks and, and Baker had some success in that one too. So I, I would just continue to lean Bucks 
we've seen the Saints when they face harder competition, and it, it doesn't look good. They don't look like they can compete with better teams. And right now, Tampa Bay is a much better version than who they were earlier this season. Baker Mayfield believes in himself. The team believes in him. And it's just like kind of working throughout the roster. So, you know, it should be three at home. But you can make a case at the way they're playing right now, the current form of these teams, the Bucs could be four, right? Four and a half. So lean Bucks, Raiders and Colts, I'll say this. Colts, of course, fighting for the AFC South. Raiders, very, very fat chance of fighting for anything. I think they're still technically in the playoff picture, but, you know, not very likely. I will uh, verify that as I stand here. But that being said, yeah, they're 11th right now. They would need a lot to happen to get into the playoffs. But um, you got to love what Antonio Pierce again, and especially that defense is doing. Defensive line, um, Max Crosby and his counterpart on the other end are responsible for like 12 sacks alone in the last five, five or so weeks. Just really getting to the quarterback, playing really fierce, hard-hitting football. For what it's worth, the Colts defense has been pretty good lately too. I would just lean or even take the under in this one. Probably not a lot of points. I know it's in a dome, but the Raiders are slowing these games down, playing some pretty damn good defense. And I, I'd probably lean Raiders plus three and a half. We're getting the hook here. Look, I, I know the Colts have stepped up in these spots, and they played pretty good, and they're coming off a loss, so they're going to want to play really well here at home right as they fight for an AFC South title. But a lot of teams underestimating these Raiders, and they come in, and Aiden O'Connell doesn't have to complete a pass for three quarters, and they're still winning games. Like That's a really good defense that can do that, right? So right now, a lot of belief in the Las Vegas Raiders. I think I think the Colts are a very mid team. So if we're getting a half a point here in Vegas, I would lean their direction. Falcons and Bears is a really tough one. Uh, you know, the Falcons won last week. That was a bet we liked. Again, the uh, Colts getting a little overrated in that spot on the road. But Bears have been playing well lately, offense and defense. Justin Fields doing his end-of-season shtick again. So I just think this line is right. Like, minus three, totals around 40. Everything's everything's right. You know, I, I wouldn't argue or contest anything here. Really tough to pick a side in that one. I'll tell you this. This is a free pick of, of sorts. Uh, but not really, because I gave away minus three and a half on the Texans to my premium customers, up to four and a half now. That means that C.J. Stroud is playing, and I agree. Right, Titans have been a different team away from home. Titans have nothing to play for. Um, you know, we, we kind of saw the Titans fall apart a little bit last week, even at home against the Seahawks. Seahawks cover in that one. And, and so, like, you know, the franchise and Vrabel, and, you know, it's it's hard to discount the Titans as an underdog. But C.J. Stroud is coming back, and I think he's going to come back with a vengeance. His team's still very much in it. To me, they would be the team I would want to pick to win the AFC South to face the Colts again in the season finale next week. I like the Texans to cruise in this one. I like them better at minus three and a half. I would still take it by four and a half. And now the Jaguars. For how shitty they've looked, are seven-point favorites. Seven-point favorites at home. Now, I know it's against the Panthers, but the Panthers covered last week at home as five-point dogs against the Packers. They hung around in that game. Of course, Packers went ahead early, but they hung around, hung around. Outscored the Packers 20-10 to 10 in the second half. 
Bryce Young, probably one of his best games of the season. Now that only kind of, you know, makes me want to bet against the Panthers, expect some regression here, but I also don't want to give the Jaguars seven points, even though this AFC South is on the line. Uh, they just look all over the place. And Trevor Lawrence does not look confident. Very frustrated. Is it probably the spot to take the Jaguars, maybe in a teaser? Sure. I'm not putting my money on a, a minus seven on the Jaguars against anybody right now, though. Steelers and Seahawks. Seahawks still fighting and fighting to get into these playoffs. And they are right there. I believe they're seventh right now. Where I thought my voice would hold up on this podcast. I'm going to have to do some major editing because pretty much between every game, I'm hacking up a lung over here. Um, but, um, you know, Steelers got their win. I thought that was a great spot for them at home against the Bengals, you know, to kind of get right. That's what they did. Saw some TJ Watt mega plays. That's what he does in big spots. But now the Steelers go on the road all the way to Seattle. Big test. Both teams trying to hang in here, trying to hang in the playoffs. Pittsburgh is the ninth seed right now, so they need this win if they want to get in. Ultra desperate spot. Like, I want to lean their direction for that reason, but it's minus three and a half. Sharps are, are liking Seattle enough where this is staying over the three. And this is about as tough of a road spot as it gets. That crowd is going to be going crazy. Seattle's defense starting to play a little bit better now, too. We're seeing a semblance of that the past few weeks. Lean Seahawks. Uncomfortable, but lean Seahawks. Bengals at the Chiefs. Now, you know, the majority of these games, by the way, you got one Thursday game, one Saturday game. All the rest are on Sunday. No Monday game on New Year's. So um, got a giant slate here on Sunday. Bengals at the Chiefs in the 425 window. Chiefs are minus seven at home. I can't take the Chiefs at minus seven right now, guys. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the Eagles, right? The two Super Bowl teams from last year are showing just a lot of rust still. In week 17, a lot of dissension among the ranks, right? These wide receivers, it's just a disconnect. And, of course, last week, you know, the Chiefs in that loss, I mean, again, just like the Eagles, other teams really get up when they face the Chiefs, and especially the Raiders, you know, divisional opponent. But I don't think the Bengals are going to be that much different. The Bengals have, have beaten the Chiefs before. Of course, they had Joe Burrow then, but this is a team that would love to continue to, to cause the Chiefs grief and worry and, and struggle on this one. And the Chiefs are not playing that well at home. It's not like they're like suddenly a much better team at home. Um, plus seven, lean Bengals in that one. Chargers and Broncos. Chargers played like a different team last week against the Bills, hung in there the entire game. Bills kind of lucky to pull that one out with all the mistakes they made. We saw a, a, a tougher more physical, more confident brand of the Chargers defense finally too. First game without Brandon Staley. No kidding. What a shocker. I wasn't shocked at all. That's why we chose the Chargers in the first half. Should have got them full game. But, uh, you know, Broncos minus five. <sighs> After that clunker last week, you know, Broncos now, they, they were kind of cruising like they could somewhat easily make the playoffs. Now they're in the 12th spot. Playoff hopes are, are really dwindling. It's probably not going to happen. And now they're getting spotted five points against the Chargers. I don't know, boys and girls. That's that's a strong lean to the Chargers at plus five there. Low total at 39 and a half makes sense, but I would lean under that as well. Uh, this is probably going to be – I haven't checked the weather in Denver, but 
probably going to be cold, windy, hopefully snowy. Let's get a snow game in here eventually. But, um, you know, hard-hitting game. Chargers defense, if they play like they did last week, is way better than the Broncos defense. And under a new regime, uh, I'm, I'm guessing they might, right? Again, teams playing for their contrast, careers, their future. Broncos now, you know, they've stumbled now a few times, and it's probably going to wreck their season. Packers and the Vikings in the final game, the Sunday night game. I don't know what's happened to the Packers' defense. Like They looked really good right there in the middle of the season, like weeks 8 through 13 or so, 12. I mean, I'm just like winging those weeks. But they looked – they had like a surge in the middle of the season. And lately, they can't fucking stop anybody. I mean, they're looking bad. And that's not a team I – and now you got the Vikings, so I know it's Nick Mullins. We'll see who starts a quarterback this week for the Vikings. Hawkinson is down. I get it. That's not great. But, dude, dude, Packers defense against the Vikings and Justin Jefferson and still all the talent that they have offensively at home. Vikings, you know, playing with pride, if nothing else, in their own division, sure. But the Vikings still an outside shot to also make the playoffs. They're in the eighth seed. If Seattle loses this weekend, or if the Rams lose this weekend, they're right there in it, fighting for that last spot, the wild card spot in the NFC playoffs. Vikings can still get in. And listen, despite all the mistakes of the Vikings last week, four interceptions from Mullins, they were in that game. And this defense is a top five unit. Brian Flores has turned around their defense. They're playing really hard-hitting, stifling football, obviously, always blitzing the quarterback. Jordan Love has been good, but we've seen that he can get shaken, especially on the road against a good blitz. I like the Vikings here at a short number to take care of business. That's your free play of the week, officially, minus one and a half. I like the Vikings and that defense and scoring enough points against the Packers defense that ain't stopping anybody. Vikings take care of business. Kevin O'Connell and the whole operation just more – Maybe not as buttoned up, but they're talented and they can respond in these situations, especially at home. So like the Vikings on Sunday Night Football, guys, that was a labor to get through more than I thought. You know, you think you're getting better and then you start talking and you cough, 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 cough. That's all I did is cough through this whole damn podcast. Glad it's over. But thank you so much for listening. Hopefully I do the editing well so you don't hear any fucking sniffles or coughing or anything. We'll be back next week, week 18, final week of the NFL season hopefully sounding better than ever. Let's go. Let's win some damn money. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. Land the points with Farley Bets. We'll be back. Follow me at Farley Bets on Twitter. See you later.